Assalamu alaikum everyone. So this episode is a very, very chill one. We're just chilling here today at night. And this was a cute idea and it came my brain. I saw some other podcasters do it and I was like, I want to try it. It looks so fun. So here we are. Basically, I have kind of been feeling a little bit out of ideas for my podcast. I recorded a lot of stuff that you guys told me to record. I will probably be releasing it soon if I haven't already. But I just feel like, you know, I wanted to give it a break out of such serious topics and have a little fun one. I feel like if you just know me through my podcast, like you don't follow me on my socials, you probably think I'm some very, very serious person and I'm not. <laughs> um, so it's like, you know what? Like, I feel like this would be a very, very fun game to play to just like talk and, you know, whatever, just have some good laugh. So I saw lots of other podcasters playing this. Basically, it's like those question decks where it's like those rapid questions. You ask them to your friend or to yourself, I guess, in this case. I saw some people playing it alone as well. And it's like questions like get to get to know yourself and just have interesting conversations and whatnot. So I was like, okay, you know what? Let's have some fun. And I haven't looked through any of these, so I'm going to answer them on the spot, whatever comes to my brain. So yeah, inshallah, this can be fun and we can just wind down and have a good little conversation. And, you know, you can make me a little part of your night routine and just, just put me in the corner. Okay, so I got the deck, right? First one, most magical moment in my life was, oh, magical moment. Have you ever had a magical moment? You know, growing up, I always wanted to be Cinderella. So when I realized I wasn't Cinderella, that was definitely not the most magical moment. But I think, what was my most magical moment? You know, I honestly don't think I've had any magical moments. I've had moments where I'm proud, but magical, magical. Like you're giving me all these little expectations and magical, magical is a little bit strong for that. My core values are like everything Islam says, everything, again, you know, in regards to that. So we don't, and y'all know that already. I'm afraid of, oh God, dependency. I'm afraid of dependency, relying on someone, disloyal people. I don't, I don't want to, no. Okay, we are literally 2 minutes and 11 seconds in. That's getting a little bit dark. So when things get hard, blanks keeps me motivated. When things get hard, I think prayer keeps me motivated. Because let me tell you something. In life, there are so many things that you just don't know. You don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. You don't know how your job's going to work out. You don't know this. Like, it, just your day is uncertain. You can plan. You can schedule. But ultimately, at the end, it's uncertain. But the one thing that is certain every single day is you have to pray five times a day, regardless of what happens. So that sense of certainty keeps me motivated because even when I'm feeling low in my mind, I'm feeling sad. Like, I just know I have a place to go where I can cry. Okay, next one. I am inspired by... I'm trying to find like stuff in the dunya that I'm inspired by besides the discussion of Islam. But I think that if there was anything that changed my life, it would be Islam. So <laughs> I love keeping hope alive for, oh, nothing. I'm sorry. I used to keep hopes alive. I don't keep them alive anymore. It's just you get let down too much. I love how I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm not trying to be a party pooper. I'm really turning this deck into some depression. I'm sorry blank equals pure joy okay i think going on long drives and watching the lights pure joy for me and again like i just want to preface this in the beginning because i know some people are like what islam doesn't give you pure joy like i'm trying to make this um you know a little bit more lighthearted, like a little bit about me and my personality not that it's like really, really cloudy and rainy. Vibes immaculate. Let's keep playing. Blank, it gets better with age. Okay, this is a good one. 
This is my opinion, and I'm going to talk about this for a second. I think one of the things I regretted most in my life growing up, like one of the things that I always used to say, I was like, Allah, why'd you do this to me? Was when you face certain hardships, whether that's within yourself or within your people or whatever, at the age of, you know, six, seven, eight, nine, sometimes, you know, it starts that young or sometimes from 10, 12, 14, 15, you know, 14 and 15 and 16 are probably the most difficult years of your life and from you know the bigger scheme of stuff and it doesn't seem like it is but when you're 14 15 16 is when it's like it's like everything that you know is fighting to stay the way it is and then you have to fight with it back to change it to unlearn unhealthy stuff and it's like at that point you're so young that you don't know if you're even right for feeling the way that you do but you also know that some of the stuff that you know is wrong so it's like there's so much of an identity crisis in my opinion that happens at that age so one of the things that i always regretted i was like why did allah make me go through such things when i was so young when i was just a preteen or like have those thoughts so quickly and i always regretted it and i was like well compared to people that enjoy their high school years i enjoy their middle school years i enjoy just their life you know and then when they turn 22 okay then they face hardship but by then they're old enough so they know what to do no that was the base misconception i had i've been in situations that i think if i wasn't in like i wasn't exposed to hardship i wasn't exposed to such circumstances at a younger age i feel like today i would have fallen short a lot quicker i sometimes think like if i was to face my first ever like legit you know real big 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 issue in my life at the age of 22 i feel like i wouldn't know what i would do so i feel like there's this wisdom that comes with going through stuff even at a younger age and so i always regretted the fact that i went through so many things you know just at an earlier on stage and i used to look at the people around me and i genuinely had people who were like yeah well, but like my life is literally perfect like i don't go through anything and they spent their high school years perfect and whatnot and at the end of the day we can't decide when allah will place a hardship on someone and a hardship is a hardship regardless of whether it's a big one or a small one right because it just depends on what Qadr has written for us and how we react and whatnot but i always thought that like I got the shorter end of the stick. Now that I'm 18, I think one of the things that gets better with age is your endurance for life. I bet that there are going to be things in life that are going to push you down again. But I feel like there's a certain amount of wisdom that comes from going through stuff for a very long time. That it makes you, it kind of helps you to become a little bit more like, it is what it is. I got this. I'll get through it. And if I've been through it once, I'll get through it again. And so that's something that keeps me going because now that I'm 18, I look back at some of the stuff that I went through when I was really, really young. And I was like, girl, I don't even know how I'm alive. And so I always tell myself that if little, naive, clueless, you know, completely lost Hera can get out of it, then I will be just as fine. So of course, I mean, at the end of the day, it's all Qadr of Allah, but I feel like that's one of the things I feel like it gets better with age. Your endurance gets better for age, speaking in my experience. Next one. My secret power is... Okay. Um, I think my secret power is... I'm very... This is... It's not a fun power, but I feel like I can just sense when someone is about to disrespect me or, or is about to do some tone stuff that's not it, or like... I ask Allah for signs and then Allah shows me something and then I, I'm just like, okay. Like, I feel like sometimes I I figure out things that I don't necessarily want to know, but it's better to know because it's better to know than to live in illusion. I don't always say what I know. I just, like, if you come up to me and you're like, hey, what do you know? I'll tell you. But sometimes I just kind of sit back and I watch how you treat me and how you treat what you think I know to see how you truly are as a person. So... 
I mean, it catches on. It's gotten me hurt quite a few times because I've known things and I've had people lie to me or I've known the way that someone's trying to be like tone deaf, disrespectful, and I would just kind of stay silent. But, you know, it's not necessarily oppression. It's just there's certain things that you just kind of sit back and you watch to see how someone would handle them on their own. You know, them thinking that you don't have that certain knowledge. So, yeah. The next one. The last time I felt like I was fully listened to. I think the wow. Okay. This is getting dark. I feel like I... You know, one of the things that everyone always tells me, like I was on live one day and everyone started making fun of me and they're like, if you were in a podcaster, you'd be a rapper because you talk too fast. And I... The thing is, like, growing up in the places that I grew up in, just the environment, I'm very, very used to getting cut off. So, like, every time I would talk, someone would cut me off or this or that. So I started to learn how to talk super, super, super fast so I could, like, get out and say whatever I wanted and then someone would listen to me. So that's kind of why I talk so fast today because it was just, like, something that I did. And then I noticed that, oh, if I say it quickly, then maybe people will listen. But that's, I mean, you know... That was just little hero's perceptions. Now that I'm older, it's just a habit now. Like if I talk slow, I, I, I lose my train of thought. Like I gotta talk fast. I feel like the last time I felt fully listened, it's been a while, I think. I feel like I, I listen to people and I try my best to help people. I do think that, you know, in my life, the one place where I always feel listened is of course talking to Allah because I just feel like there I don't feel a sense of judgment yes you know you could be fully listened on like text but like I'm talking face to face I think the last time it was it was a while ago I think um I think it was with my mom it was like a really cloudy evening and it was before Maghrib I was going through a lot in my life and just with like I was questioning so much of me one of the things in my life that I hold dear to me is knowledge and getting knowledge about islam because that was one of the things that really pulled me out of my worst place of life and unfortunately that was up for question and people were being really really vigorous and so my feelings were really hurt and i went to go talk to my mom about it because i just felt like who can know you better in that sense because i felt like you know with other people and even with my friends like yeah they probably would support me and i bet they would they, and i did talk to them and they were like oh you know Hera, like don't worry you know you're you got this whatever but like i felt like i just needed to get some very very unfiltered advice and so i went to my mom in the beginning i feel like my mom was like why is she doing this because i don't talk about deep stuff with my mom like that i mean like i do but not like that and so i just walk in the room i'm like hey and i just sit down like next to the prayer man she's like okay <laughs> and i was like hey, can I ask you a question? And she's like, uh, yeah. <laughs> and then I just told her the problem. And I low-key started wailing. And then she was just like, okay, listen. And then, you know, yeah. The one time everything changed was like, that's the next question. I think the time in my life where just everything changed was something that I talked about a lot on my podcast. If you keep up with it, I think it was my relationship with the Hajjit because it was crazy. Like the amount of respite and sadness and depression and just i felt so much question at that time with just everything that like i started to question islam and i started to like look at other religions and stuff because i felt so baffled at how you know people are saying this and that and how other people had miracles yet i was asking allah for something for so long and i didn't get what i wanted now of course may allah forgive me because i'm older now and i understand the wisdom behind all those things and you know we're good but little me who was trying to, you know, make stuff work 
didn't understand and so whenever i used to like go on reddit and read like people's you know the hajjit miracle stories i just felt like a sense of just like i just wanted to cry like i'd read them and cry and i was like well good for you but like when is it my turn and i used to wake up at like 2 or 3 a.m and every time i did i just felt this amount of like heavy feeling in my heart and i was like hera why do you keep waking up if you feel like it's not gonna work and then there was something in me every single time that I was like, yeah, but what if it's this time that it'll work? So I have to do it. And so I kept doing it and doing it and doing it. And even though I didn't get exactly what I wanted, I got my long-term goal, which was more than enough for me, alhamdulillah. And when I didn't get exactly what I wanted, I had to keep tawakkul that Allah would still pave away for my long-term goal to work out. And so I did. And I kept continuing to you know wake up for the hajjid even after i didn't necessarily get what i wanted i was so grateful i realized i didn't owe myself any guilt i had people who put their expectations on me and i myself expected so much from me that it's like i just don't need you to tell me what you expect from me and put more pressure on me i don't need you to tell me that you think that i could be doing this or that how it was so easy for you what may be easy for you may be hard for me and vice versa and it just got so much to my head because dealing with people's expectations is the most difficult thing. People will literally put their expectations on you and then leave you in the ring to fight them yourself. And I just was not with it. I was not with it. I was going through a lot. And then, alhamdulillah, over time, things got better. And then, you know, I still prayed the hajjid, alhamdulillah. There's this, just this sense of feeling that I get from praying that I don't feel like I would have gotten anywhere else ever. And that's still the case, alhamdulillah. Okay, blank keeps me up at night. My asthma, come on. I once had someone tell me like, oh, you're a mouth breather. And I was like, what do you think, bro? Like, I got asthma. I got chronic asthma. It just started a while ago, too. So it's like, I'm not used to it, y'all. Y'all be roasting the crap out of me. God dang, give me a break. No, but on a real note, what keeps me up at night? I think... I think sometimes I lay there and I think I'm like, what if I don't wake up tomorrow? Like genuinely, like what if like I'm getting wrapped up and taken away in my grave and like I die. And so I always just say the shahada one last time. <laughs> if there's no hope, there's no... Ooh, good one. Okay, so it's blank. If there's no hope, there's no change. Let me tell you why. For change to happen, you need to see hope. And even if you see the smallest itty bit is 0.5% of hope, that'll keep you going. But if you have no hope in yourself changing, it's unlikely you will. I wish there was something I could do about blank. Okay. I wish that there was something that I could do about people. I mean, obviously, humanity as a whole, we see the suffering that they go through, the oppression camps and whatnot. I mean, of course, that's an unset. Like, if I, if I could have done something, you know, I wish I could, inshallah. But if we're talking on a more smaller level, I wish that there was something I could do for the people who get in haram relationships and end up heartbroken because i feel like more often than not so many people go to that extreme and then they end up just hating islam or hating life or committing suicide or like they just see such bad ends of so many different things and it's like i wish that there was something that i could do about it which is what i try to do through my podcast which is why i talk about topics that are kind of tabooish because i know that no one talks about them which is why nothing changes but it's unfortunate i wish that there was something i could do about those cultural expectations or they force women to have limiting beliefs you know i don't have limiting beliefs i feel like maybe i come off that way but i definitely don't i don't like to bind myself to you know what cultural expectations are nor am i scared of failing or nor am i scared of hard work i will work so so hard i'm not scared of failure i don't take failure as the end I just wish that I feel like other people, I wish sometimes they would understand that, 
but at the same time, I'm not going to waste my entire life making you understand. So that's that. The latest curveball in my life was like, okay, it was a person. Keep going. I will always fight for, hmm, I will always fight for the, the sense, okay, I don't want to sound like a 2024 president, girl. I want to say I'll always fight for the Dean because that gives everything else in concept to it in regards to justice and rights and whatnot, but I'm sounding like a 2024 president, so, you know. The elephant in the room in my life right now looks like and feels like, okay, I think the elephant right now that everyone is seeing through my podcast is that I'm trying to become a lot more of a person that opens up their heart <laughs> and lets people in, but man, <laughs> it's it's crazy. Some of these are just statements and like you say your thoughts on them. So this one's a random statement it says waking up after deep sleep for real. I woke up for the hundred yesterday and I was sitting there and I was like, what century am I in? Who am I? What year is it? And I was just like, girl, if you don't go to the bathroom and do voodoo and read, like, go, go pray. And that's what I did. A kite flying away. Oh, that always makes me sad. I don't know why. Or like seeing a balloon fly away. Like, oh, you're gone. Okay, I'm sorry. That's weird. Um, a campfire. Love. Okay, listen, I love like lights, campfires, fireworks, candles. Well, I have the most hilarious story because one time, you know, people always say like, oh, I accidentally burnt the house down, but they don't like actually mean it or it's like a minor thing. Like maybe they forgot to shut the oven off. No, like I actually once was, I burnt, almost burnt the house down. I'm actually sitting over the evidence right now. So basically what had happened was I love, like, like I said, I love fireworks, candles, lights, fairy lights, um, you know, those little incense sticks, wax warmers, just, I love good smells. I love lights night drive with city lights <clears throat> happiness just old thing lights i love and so i was at the store one time and i bought those you know those sticks that you like light up with fire and then like you put them in your room like the little incense sticks and then they give off like smoke and it smells like something good i, I bet y'all know what i'm talking about okay the little incense sticks so my favorite scent is obviously like cologne it just and that like that clean laundry smell mm, so good i don't want to hear anything i don't want to hear it here that's weird i don't care I don't care. I literally have candles that I bought just because they smell like cologne. Like there's just this distinct, it's like a very particular smell that it just, it, it does something for me, right? It just really makes me happy. So these smell like a type of cologne. Like it just, it, it I don't know. It just smelled like something really good. And I was like, yeah, you're coming home with me. So I bought those little um, light up stick thingies and then I never used them. And I put them in my drawer and then like, I think, like, four months after I bought them, I cleaned the entire room, and I was like, okay, I'm gonna light up this to make it smell good. So I light it up, and it's giving off smoke in the entire room, okay? Room smelling good, smells like some nice little cologne, you know, whatever, whatever. I loved it. And so I take it, and it was done, like, smoking, right? Because, you know, those little incense sticks, once they're done smoking, like, that's it. Like, you know, it's done. Or, like, you could just break it in half, and it'll stop going off. Well, that's what I thought. And this is where it gets a little bit crazy. So I take the incense stick and I throw it in my garbage can. And in my little desk room, I have this garbage can that is like this blue, like turquoise, like a little woven um, garbage can, not metal. So it's like a plastic woven type of garbage can because it's not like a legit, you know, it's just a little for papers. It's just something like that. And I just threw it in there. I go downstairs. 
I'm downstairs and my mom's making me cut like onions and tomatoes and whatever. She was just making me cut up a bunch of stuff. So I'm sitting there downstairs. I'm cutting stuff up. I'm talking to my mom. My mom goes, Hera, something is smelling. And I was like, no, mom. Like, look at the ovens. And so we shut off all the ovens. And my mom goes, no, Hera, like it smells like something's burning. And I was like, mom, no, nothing. She goes, Hera, did you light something up upstairs? And I was like, yeah, but like I threw it away. Like it's done. She goes, no, Hera, something is burning. And she starts to go. And I was like, she's, she's acting out. Like there's nothing happening. My mom runs up the stairs. My entire desk, study, room, library situation smoked. Garbage can on fire. Carpet burnt. I'm sitting over the evidence right now. A part of my carpet is a little bit burnt. I, I put a trash can over it. I tried to clean it up and unburn it as much as I could have, but it's done. The whole room was set on fire. And you know when plastic burns slowly, 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 and it melts all on the carpet and that scent of that, just that plastic gasoline type of scent? Ugh everywhere my room was on fire my bed sheets were like it was like gathering like that scent everything was berserk also it's raining and thundering a lot in the background like it's been thundering so hard that sometimes like the whole house shakes so if you hear that i'm sorry just cut it in for the vibes okay whatever whatever but basically everything was going berserk smoking everything the trash can was just melting because it was like a braided like a it was supposed to be like a cute little braided blue you know um plastic one for like throwing little papers like it wasn't anything serious so it broke and i thought that it was brand new too and i really loved it because i was looking for something like that for such a long time like that specific design thunder scares the crap out of me it really does i'm sorry and then it burnt so I guess it just was not in my nasib. I let it go. And I put like a boring little black trash can again because I think I think the blue trash can was just not in my nasib. But like when I came upstairs and I saw the whole smoke and just everything, the first thing I think to myself, I'm like, Hera, how are you going to play this off in a way that you don't get into much trouble? Then automatically I'm like, yeah, Hera, that, that's not going to happen. You're going to get in trouble. So be prepared because first you're going to hear from your mom and then your dad's going to come home. And then, yeah, so good luck. So at this point, my mom's like, you know, do this, do that. And we're like trying to shut off the fire. She takes the garbage can out and she was giving it to me. She's like, Hera, go like, you know, put this outside and you know, whatever, whatever. And I was like, I'm scared. And she got even more mad. I was like, why am I scared? And I was like, I gotta stop being scared. And um, so yeah, she dealt with the whole situation. And I was just sitting there and I was like, wow, my books, my things. But it lived, everything lived. Rest in peace trash can though, because that was such a cute aesthetic little trash can. And I could not find that anywhere at so many different home shops. I could not find such a cute trash can. And when I found it, it just was not right for me. So left too soon. Rest in peace. I love you wherever you are. Besides the point. And so I'm sitting there and look at the carpet and the carpet's like a little bit burnt at some spot. You can't see it. It's not obvious, but I am, I've, you can't like necessarily tell, but it's there. And then I had to like sit there and scrape it off and clean it. But the gas smell with the plastic burning was so strong in the room that it was taking over the whole house. So I had to open up a bunch of windows. Like it became nearly impossible to breathe. This is where it gets crazy. My mom and I called my sister too, because like, I'm, listen, I was being a little bit of a vocal box. I was screaming. I was scared. Okay. And so I called my sister and my mom was like, go open the window. Cause there's like this really big window. And I was like, no, like I'm, I'm terrified. Like, <laughs> and so I tried to send my sister for it to open the window. She's like, go do it yourself. Cause she was um taking care of the other situation going on. 
so i quickly run into the room and mind you the room's filled with smoke like you can't see what's going on and that smell of plastic is getting everywhere as i'm about to open up the window something goes in my eye i don't know what it was i don't know if it was the fumes the chemicals something goes in my eye, and i literally scream and i started holding my eye for dear life and i was coughing and i could not see anything and then my sister had to run in to open the window and grab me out of there the worst situation of my life i kid you not my throat something happened to my eyes it felt like my eyes were on fire i was throwing water on my eyes i was doing everything like eye drops to make my eyes feel normal it felt like something just came in my eyes and it just it burnt me so bad i don't know what it was i was literally hysterically screaming and it's not even funny i mean it's kind of funny now is it fun it's not funny it's not funny i try to play off things that were really dark as oh it's funny now listen i'm still recovering from that because my parents have not trusted me to light up candles since then and i'm 18 it's shameful but um i was i hysterically screamed my sister goes she goes oh my god you can't do anything and then she grabs me and she opens up the window and we run out of there and then we had to like get fans and like just it took i think a basically a whole day of just opening windows fanning it out having fans inside the room to get the air and even the next day like the scent would not go i tried changing bed sheets like at one point i thought to get rid of the whole mattress because of like the scent like it's just everything was indulged in my brain i could not get out of it it felt like it was just sitting up in my nostrils like that scent was just so bad and so i had to wait a long time for that scent to go but it just it made me nauseous and then yeah but then it got better and i'm actually recording in the same room <laughs> so alhamdulillah but i learned a very valuable lesson that day that i should probably stop buying incense sticks because yeah my mom was like did you not wet it and i was like no like i thought like you could just snap it and have i was stupid what was i thinking i don't know but i still do have some candles that smell like cologne but now i resort more to wax warmers i love wax warmers as well you could buy like different scented wax cubes or i do um humidifiers now also like these little oils i have this plug okay that sounds bad that makes me sound bad but for real there's this dude that i know that makes the best essential oils and he sells it at a small local shop here i have never found better essential oils at walmart target online organic brands nothing he has like amazing scents like eucalyptus um like this different like cologne types that i'm a simp for like different type of like fresh leaning like i don't know like i've i've had so many different brands of essential oils i've tried high-end brands too something about what he makes i don't know how he makes or what he does i'm alive so i guess it's fine i just i my number one stop and then of course i get like wax warmers and stuff like the little waxes and i put them in the wax warmer and i just light up it mm, so good but then sometimes i also had this incident where the wax actually spilled on the carpet but i quickly cleaned it up before anyone saw but there has been times i got in trouble for that too so i guess i should stop but you know I don't really like air fresheners. I feel like air fresheners, they just kind of like a whole lot of smoke and scent and just in your eyes. And I have asthma and that's just not a hot take. But yeah, I learned a very valuable lesson that day that I should, that maybe, maybe it's time to not buy incense sticks. But I'm still obsessed with the scent of cologne. And I'm, I, you, cologne candle, I'm still buying it. So. But yeah, needless to say, I'm still obsessed with cologne, still obsessed with those scents. You live and you learn. Whatever. Okay, so we're just going to pick another random one from the deck, and this one is simple pleasures. Okay, simple pleasures. Simple things that make me happy. I think that I'm very, I, I'm not a difficult person to make happy. Well, for first starters, I don't rely on people to make me happy, because that's the first way you're going to end up depressed. <laughs> so um, I think that like simple things in life that just keep me happy are just simple pleasures, I guess. I think asking me like how my day is just 
being a good communicator, talking. I love hugs. Um, I'll just randomly go up to my mom and just be like, hey, give me a hug. And she'll be like, uh, okay. So I, I like hugs. Um, drives. I like going out. Nothing big. Like even if it's just sitting and like eating fries, like nothing serious. Um, what other simple things do I like? I think talking just talking like i i love talking i'm like but like not just talking to just talk like talking to like someone that like i really like i you know feel something with like that i feel like could understand me just like talking watching fireworks lights <laughs> i think i shouldn't talk about that anymore after the disaster I exposed watching the rain and thunder although i'm scared of it but it's really pretty what's another simple thing that makes me flowers i know that's i sound so basic saying that but like seriously like i i i have friends that send me flowers and i wake up every single day and i get so happy when i see them because it's like sitting next to my window it just it makes me so happy i'm honestly not a difficult person at all i don't ask for a lot and i know i don't ask for a lot so that's why i don't trip up okay last going that, that was the last one that's like okay hold on scroll 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 pick 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 close eyes close eyes close eyes close eyes close eyes uh uh okay a skilled sailor on choppy seas what does that mean i don't know how to do that one but i always but since we're on the discussion of a sailor i always wanted to ride a boat like like i always wonder like what would my life be like if i lived like a double life and like i lived on the ocean you know like i just just a brand new life not even a boat forget the boat that was just the first thing that came to mind like i just like what if i just like transferred my entire life and i lived on the ocean like it's giving voyages it's giving i wouldn't survive <laughs> you know like sometimes i'm like like what if i like transferred i lived my life in the wild yeah no that's not gonna work because i might pull it out the second you know i get a paper cut injury cramps turn the car around we're going home <laughs> go going home okay but the next random one is like it's called the scars on my heart um that's dark we can go on for that but i think that you can have gunshots, and if you take those gunshots and you put band-aids on them, they're never going to heal. You can have gunshots, and if you treat them correctly, they will heal. So, of course, we all have scars. We all have things that we just wished never happened or stuff that's, like, really emotionally damaging towards us. But I think that I've, I'm have i learning to come into okay terms with lots of those things, and I already have, alhamdulillah. I think it's time. It really is time. People say time doesn't heal or time is that and time is, you know, like, I'm not going to sit here and wait, but some things you just just let them go you know let it hurt let it make you cry let it make you sad and then as time goes on it gets better you know there was this thing that my mom said to me yesterday she was telling me what her dad says and it was a very beautiful statement and i think it kind of sums up this concept correctly what my mom essentially said was and what that essentially translates to is people aren't necessarily bad it's the relationship that you have with them that kind of ends up bad. So someone, in a, as a human being, as an individual, they're not necessarily bad, you know? They don't want bad for themselves. No one in my in my hopeful mind would go out there and, you know, genuinely want to do bad for someone, unless we're talking like psychopaths, you know? Like, no one is like that. But it depends on what relationship you end up getting entangled with with this person that makes them bad. Someone can be a really, really good person and be a horrible spouse. Someone can be a amazing, you know, 
someone who's like works hard and stuff but they have zero ambition to work hard in a relationship with someone you know so it's like it's it's not the people that are necessarily bad it's unfortunately the relationship you get tangled with them which is why sometimes you will see people who are just beautiful and amazing on the outside and when you are not in that entanglement with them like they're just amazing and then when you get to know them they come out to be a monster and unfortunately lots of people are monsters to those that they love and beautiful graceful respectful people to everyone else on the outside it is what it is so yeah log bure nahi hote it's just the rishta with them that kind of ends up that way but you live and you learn whatever uh now i got another question okay 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 to date what's been the biggest thing that surprised you about your life okay okay this is gonna sound so cliche but the fact that i'm alive <laughs> uh, because the lord knows man let me not even get into that one <laughs> okay how often do you think of the past hmm I think your past is something that can like completely paralyze you or it could be something that you briefly think about. I have had days where I do feel like it's paralyzed me, but then I always get up and I'm like, how much longer though are you going to think about it? So I I think about it. I think I feel like when I'm going through something, I think about it a lot more. I try to remember my past especially in the sense of trying to become a better person. So I'd say I think about it now and then. It's not often. It's not overly all the time it's just it's now and then what's your biggest pet peeve about people i have so many and i don't say that in like a picky way i just cheaters disloyal people untruthful people people that try to be disrespectful on the low people that have time for everything but don't communicate with me people who sit there and literally like are 100% free and active on socials but choose not to text me back i don't like that i i find that disrespectful um pet peeves oh god i got so many it's not like i i'm not intolerable to those things i can tolerate it but it's just mm. people who force a haram lifestyle on you just there's a lot anyway these were definitely interesting questions but some of these are getting a little bit dark so for sure let's end this here so i think i definitely have made this episode long i hope that this wasn't boring i mean if it was just let me know i won't be offended give me some feedback let me know how you like this if it was good just let me know and then inshallah we can maybe film another part if this was like super chill just a nice wind down so i hope you liked it i hope you have a great rest of your day as well and if you're going to bed i hope you have a great night and hope you sleep good and i hope you take care of yourself and wake up in the morning feeling great okay okay good night if you're sleeping if not Good morning. Assalamu alaikum.